Wow. It was and still is a whole new world. I did not realize that I was living years and years of my life absent of understanding that there's a whole new spiritual world that God wanted me to be a part of. And I didn't realize that the quote unquote church wasn't just a building or a group of people. It was the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven on earth. And I had brothers and sisters all around the world, spiritual fathers and mothers all around the world. And when I began to go to the church that God led me to go to, I was opened up to a whole nother experience that I didn't even know existed. I witnessed with my own two eyes, people speaking in different tongues. I witnessed that people had to go through deliverance. In other words, I seen evil spirits and demon spirits being casted out of individuals that were trying these demonic spirits, they were trying to bind the people who would then come into the house of God or come into the kingdom, I would say, and be set free. I begin to see that God uh, had appointed different leaders for different uh, positions in the, in the, in his body. Um, different people with different gifts, for example, gifts of prophecy, gifts of healing, uh, gifts of teaching, um, gifts of interpreting tongues and speaking in tongues. And I saw authority and how God uh, placed authority in a whole nother light because I came from a place where, you know, I did what I did what I wanted. I went where I wanted to go. I knew that I had like older people in my life or older people in my family, but I didn't really, I wasn't never taught how to honor. No, I never taught the blessing of honoring leadership or the blessing of honoring uh, my elders. And so when I came into the kingdom, into the body of Christ, the first book that God had me to study was uh, the book of Proverbs. And that was, that is, as you know, and some of you may not, but it is a book of wisdom. And the first, one of the first chapters in the book of Proverbs talking about, it talks about the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. And I had to ponder on that. The beginning of wisdom, the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. And it wasn't the way I perceived it. And I, I now I also know that it wasn't, oh, I'm just so afraid because God going to kill me or God is going to strike me dead. But to understand God's position, understand his authority, understanding who I was as a human being and how um, superior and how God was the ruler of my life and how I should honor and follow his word and his direction because he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords and creator of heaven and earth. So that would be wisdom to 
listen and take in carefully what it is that he is trying to teach me in how to survive in this place called earth. Okay. And when I begin to go to church, or I would say enter into the kingdom of God, I seen with my own two eyes, God's healing power. I've seen crippled people come to church and walk, got out of wheelchairs. I personally also have received healing from God. I was, uh, I had a sickle cell anemia trait and I would also suffer from some of the effects of having sickle cell anemia. Every time I would try to go give blood, I never had enough blood to give. And I was always so, so disappointed and I would suffer from, you know, joint pain and fatigue and all the things that come along with that trait. And by faith, one time they were doing like a call for any person that may have had uh, any blood conditions or anything like sickle cell anemia or the trait and the prophetess she began to stand up and ask anyone to stand up in a line and by faith I stood up in the line and I received the prayer for healing for my blood condition having low blood not enough blood and what I was suffering from the sickle cell anemia trait and God supernaturally healed me the next time when I went to go and try to give blood I was able to give blood for the first time in my life and also the sickle cell anemia trait was gone my God and that's just one of the many healings that I've also experienced in the kingdom of God oh wow so amazing and I didn't realize that when I wasn't saved or living absent of the truth in the word of God it's like I was running around in a maze trying to figure out life running here or there and sometimes I would get roadblocks sometimes I would take the wrong turns but when I began to enter into the kingdom I had clear direction was it always easy absolutely not but I did have a coach which was the Holy Spirit always encouraging me I had the word of God I had direction God would speak to me in so many different ways whether if it be through dreams or visions or the prophetesses in the church and when I say that this was a whole new world I it was so amazing to me because the I didn't realize that everything that happens in our with our that that happens in our natural eye or in the natural first starts in the spiritual realm and if we didn't and if and I was busy fighting my natural situations in the natural and I that's why I wasn't receiving the breakthrough that I needed in Christ and as I mentioned to you you know once I started to learn that God started putting his leaders and those with many different gifts and all, you know, to be able to minister to the body of Christ. I started to learn that 
even though we're all different, we are, we have many, uh, different gifts, many different talents, many different calls on our life that God has called us as one body in Christ and in love. So no matter what our differences are based on Galatians 5:22, we must still, uh, we must still operate under love, which are the fruits of the spirit, love, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, meekness, gentleness, and faithfulness. All of the things, all of these are fruits of God's spirit, which is love. And if we all operate in that character, we would all be able to be that one body, even though we may all have differences. So as I mentioned to you, when I started experiencing these new, uh, these new things in my life, especially at a young age, because God started calling me when I was 21, but I really started experiencing the supernatural, maybe at 22 or 23. And I, you know, I'm telling you, it was a whole new world and a whole new experience. And because I knew that I was experiencing things that I never seen before, or I was called to live a certain life that I never, uh, been like it, I was called into a certain life and, or a lifestyle that I never experienced. I also understood that I had to change and I had to humble myself. The Bible says Jesus spoke in his word and he said, um, when you come to me, you must come to me like a child. And why do you think God would tell us as his children to come to him when we come into the kingdom, we must come unto him like a child because he knew that we would come into a whole new world that we wouldn't, we haven't experienced before, or we, we don't know how to act or how to respond, um, to his guidance, right? First being illegitimate children, um, pretty much, uh, bastards, the Bible calls, calls it, uh, those who, were living without a father and he adopted and, and, and Jesus adopting us into his new family. He said, we must come to him as a child. So I, I, I thank God that I had enough wisdom to say, you know what? I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know about this new life. I don't know what is going on, <laughs> but I do know I see a change in my life and I do know that I see a change within me. So I'm going to continue on this pathway and I'm going to continue on this journey and I'm going to allow myself to be taught. I'm going to allow myself to embrace love, even though I do see a lot of my other brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, I do see that they're all still, uh, you know, carrying their cross every day to walk into, uh, the spirit. And, and, um, the Bible says, you know, we must deny ourselves daily and pick up our cross and follow after Christ. What does that mean? Denying our sinful nature, our sinful desires, um, to follow after him daily. And I've seen the struggle and I've had also the struggle to continuously deny, for example, at my attitude, deny my unbelief or deny me wanting to 
give up or deny me not wanting to speak to a certain person that has done me the wrong way in Christ. So this is how we, what I realize is that this is how we stay, um, close knitted as one body. But when, when we allow our sinful nature to take over, for example, being petty or lying to one another, or, you know, not being authentic, you know, I I've seen this a lot where yes, we're called to deny ourselves daily, our sinful nature daily and pick up our cross as well to follow after Christ, which is to operate in his character daily, right? And what I've seen was people would take, and this is probably why uh, the church has suffered from a lot of people saying, you know what, it's a lot of hypocrites in the church. Oh, people are not real. They fake, they phony. I just think that they are have been trying to look, in, based on my experience for over 15 years, that because we're taught to uh deny self meaning if i want to if i want to lie or if i want to be if i don't want to uh create a relationship with you or if i may be intimidated by you or if i if i know that in my old life you wouldn't be a part of my clique or if i want to get an attitude with you i'm denying myself to be to look like christ and sometimes you, what we, what I have noticed is a lot of people would fake it (laughs) until they make it. And, and I think that's the biggest misconception about hypocrisy. Now watch this. There are some people who will, um, I would say who will be fake and phony knowing that they don't have love in their hearts and they're not trying to get love in their hearts, but they put on a form and fashion of godliness, denying his power. Right. But then there are some people who may say, you know what? I'm really not a people's person. I'm really not, uh, you know, I can't really trust anyone. No, I'm not friendly, but you know what? I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone and I'm going to try to do something different and they may slip up (laughs) and you really see who they really are. And then you turn around and you, uh, you know, you bash the church or you don't want to go to church because you say, you know what? (laughs) People are fake. They create fake relationships. Nobody really loves one another. And I'm going to, I'm going to reemphasize this because this is so important. God is not looking at your outward appearance. He's looking at your heart. He's looking at if he can see potential in the seed he planted in you when you first got saved. Every single person that received Jesus Christ as his pers- as their personal savior, the Holy Spirit, which is the seed that he planted into you, it needs to grow. And and it is a seal of your salvation, but how but the Bible also say that we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That some in the Bible also says that some even some of the very elect will be deceived in the last day. So what am I trying to say to you, brothers and sisters, is that the kingdom is a whole new world. But let us not forget that you see how intelligent you are. You see how, you know, certain people, they can't pull wool over your eyes. You know, you see how sometimes you got to really think about 
what someone's intentions are, or if you're entering into new relationships, you wondering if that person is, you wondering if that person is for you or, or are they genuine or they're, or they're not genuine. God is the same way. Remember he created us. He created us. He's the father who created us. Um, and of course we're going to have his nature. We're going to have, you know, the way that he sees and the way he thinks. And you don't think God is looking at our intentions. If we're real or we're not real, or if we want him or we don't, um, based on the, the, the potential that he sees inside of us based on if we acknowledge, first of all, acknowledge us not looking like him and wanting to look different or wanting to change and wanting to walk and live our lives according to Galatians 5:22 he knows the difference that's why he has more grace for others for he has more grace for some than he do for others it's all based on our heart condition and i want to share this with you even when david was chosen king to be king God sent the prophet Samuel to his father's house. David had many other brothers that were looked like they could be strong kings. For example, some of them were tall. Some of them were muscular. Some of them looked like they don't play no joke. Some of them were amazing hunters. And when God um, sent the prophet, even the prophet was saying, well, it must be this one, Lord. Well, it must be that one, Lord. And God kept saying, uh, no, I have not chose any of these guys that you may feel by the outer appearance to be the next king of Israel. But let me tell you the one I chose go out there into the field and watch this. David was out there. He was cleaning up after cleaning up after sheep. And if you know anything about farming that's not a clean job that's not a uh that's not a really cute job to do and the bible says that david was small and he was you know he was also the youngest brother so here it is you this little boy i don't i don't know how young he was but he of course he was the youngest of all his brothers here it is this young boy coming from the field probably stank <laughs> smelling like sheep and don't look like he, you know, don't look like he could fight. Don't look like he had the boldness or the strength to be the next king of Israel. But God chose him. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Even in David's mistakes, God said that David was after his heart. Why do you think God would say that David was a man after his own heart, even in David's smaller stature, even with David's mistake, you know, God still favored him. And 
also, I'm pretty sure that God saw in David's heart that he would have the faith and the humility to move out of the way to allow God to be glorified because David was the same man who slayed Goliath. He was the same man. At first, they was trying to put on all these heavy armor on David and it's literally swallowed him. And he said, no, no, no. All I need is a sling and some stones. And not only did he knock uh, Goliath out, but he also cut off his head. So he had boldness. And watch this. He didn't just go cut off his head and didn't say anything. He said, you know, you come to me with a sword and spear. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. So there was already a posture and this is what I'm talking about, a posture in David's heart to be used by God to so that God will be glorified through his life. So when I came into the kingdom of God, I realized that God will favor and I've seen it over and over. He will favor and use those who have the humility to learn and come to him as a child, not just in word, but in deed. And those who, you know, for example, those who already had it together in their, um, you know, in their life before Christ, those who come don't feel like they need to listen to another leader or pastor or any person, any mentor, and they still want to do whatever they want to do. I have seen over and over again, and God has not skipped a beat that he will leave those people behind. He will allow them to just continue to go through the hardship of their wrong decisions. Um, and, and of course, hopefully them, um, of course, in hopes of them, hopefully, you know, getting a change of heart once they keep bumping their head. <laughs> and I've seen this over and over and over again, guys, that, the Bible says that God exalts the humble and he humbles the proud. And why am I saying this is because in the world system, we're taught to, you know, hey, be all you can be, you know, you, you be the best. It's all about you. Don't let nobody tell you. Don't let nobody stop you. But when you come to Christ, it's more so like, okay, listen, I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm God now. And you need to come to me as a child because you don't know nothing. Every way, every single way that you use to build up yourself um, in this life, I have I have the keys of life. So learn of my way, take up my yoke and learn upon uh, from me. My, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And this is why I don't understand y'all. <sighs> we have done every single thing that we wanted to do before we got saved. We made the decisions we wanted to make. We did exactly what we wanted to do. We thought about, we thought the way we wanted to think. We spoke the way we wanted to speak. And if we have, if any of us have gotten saved, then we had to realize that with all I have tried, given this life, there was something still missing. I am still broken. 
I need help. I don't know what to do. I'm tired of going around in circles and I need a breakthrough in my spirit. I need a breakthrough in my life. And then God, he comes and he's like, I'll save you, my child. Learn of me. Come to me as a child and take up my yoke for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we're like, yes, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you. And then he begins to teach us and he begins to give us milk and we begin to learn. And then we start, we stop, we start, stop crawling and start walking. And then we start getting stronger. And then, you know what we do guys? We say, Oh, I got it from here. God, (laughs) um, nope. Um, I don't need any more of your instructions because I can do this all by myself. And we don't realize that from the day we are born to the day we go on to, to our father, go on to the Lord, there's always going to be challenges that we have never faced before. And no matter how much we have grown into the kingdom in the kingdom, and no matter how much we have grown in his, uh, in his presence, we must also be careful to keep that place of humility or we will stop growing. We will stop growing guys. And that's also what I have learned in his kingdom. And I've seen it over and over again. You know, every person who has been safe for real, there's a place of brokenness. There's a place of need. There's a place of you know, desire to be led or Lord, I need the blueprint, like help me Lord. And then when God steps in and he began to appoint leaders and begin to get, uh, send prophets, um, your way and mentors that, um, he's using cause God is not going to come from the clouds right now and say, Hey, go left, go right, go up, go down. No, this is why I'm er earlier. I mentioned the importance of having the right leader, spiritual leader with the right heart and the right intentions to be able to give you that sincere milk of the word of God so that you may grow thereby. And I saw many, I saw many flaws in my leaders, but I knew God led me to that church I knew that it was a new way of thinking and I knew they knew more than I did. I remained humble and I continued to listen. And I, and what I, when I got stronger enough, I didn't challenge them on what I thought was better. I prayed for them that God would allow, give them another level of revelation or another level of humility and love and understanding of where I may have been spiritually. Now, sometimes that worked. And then sometimes God (laughs) was chastening me, me thinking I know what I'm talking about or how I know what God is telling me. Sometimes God will show me that I had a, 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 a mental way, a, a way of thinking that he was trying to groom. So when I say it's a whole new world, you're going to experience, you supposed to, supposed to be experiencing a whole new life. And if you're not, you have to question, wow, Lord, am I saved? Uh, 
did I go through the right process at church? Like, am I in the right church? Do I have the right leaders? The Bible says that when we come into his kingdom and he appoint us, he said, you will what? Cast out demons. You will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not only that, you will not all, not only all the miracles that we will do in the kingdom, but also we will come into another level of understanding family and the structure of the kingdom and the structure of how God appoints his leadership. And when I say it's a whole new world, it's a beautiful world because the way we, the way I've seen so many people give up on each other, uh, without being saved, you know, I've seen those who have had abundance of grace for others. I've learned to have abundance of grace for others and having the forgiveness and the forbearance in order to continue to grow the body of Christ. So it's a whole new world, y'all. And Make sure that you keep an open mind and you learn to remain humble. And remember, humility is one of the fruits of the spirit. It is what love is. And in order, if you want to grow in Christ and you truly don't really know exactly how these things, well, his kingdom works I encourage you to study the scriptures about the kingdom. I encourage you to study the scriptures about leadership. Everything I'm saying to you today is from the word of God. And also, always put yourself in a position. When you face obstacles, don't automatically point the finger Use it as an opportunity for self-reflection. And because when you do self-reflection, that gives you the opportunity to grow. You the opportunity to become better. God is not just about you having the gift to sing in the choir, even though that is a gift that God gives his people. And also, you may... God is not only just giving you the gift to preach at people. He wants you to provide. He wants you to let that world word grow inside of you so that you may grow by and you can be a more pure vessel for him. God does love choir and dance, but he would love it more if we knew exactly who we're singing to. I've me and my husband, we was ministering to this young man last night. He was in a bad car accident, man. And he ejected from the car and landed on the porch of a church. And that was over 10 years later. And here it is. God caused him to bump into us. And we begin to minister to him about that. God is seeking. He's not seeking a religion or he's just not just seeking you 
He's not seeking a religion with you, that God is seeking a relationship with you. And all he could ever respond back and say or respond based on his relationship with Christ was what he experienced in church, what the church taught him, what the church said. And none of the things that he mentioned were biblical. Anytime you meet someone who's delivering the message of God, or you decide you want to go to a church, or you decide you want to follow the ministry, or you may decide right now that you want to come into the kingdom. You must understand that God is calling you to a relationship with him. And you must understand that it's all about a relationship of this new world that I just mentioned to you about, but it's more so about you being pure at heart, and you growing from the inside out so that you may continue to find all your other lost brothers and sisters around the world. So I thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, continue to be blessed.